it's always my fault. She knows I record every Thursday at noon, and she calls me at noon thirty. So she knows it. So so th- she doesn't record every day at noon thirty. She knows my routine. That has nothing if to do with I, her. That's if, not her if routine. If you did something every Thursday, yes, at one hour, yes, that you know you can't be called in or interrupted. Mm-hmm. And I did everything to mute my phone, except I can't do it on my computer without going to the settings mm-hmm. for complicated amount of t- uh, amounts of time. Yeah. If you knew that, mm-hmm. would you call me? Would I? If I called you to interrupt you, you know what I would do? What? I would block you. So when when you tried to call or, or message me, it wouldn't go through. I can't block my mom. Why not? Because <laughs> I'll forget I blocked my mom. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. The, 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 all around, it's like how I, the way I do things. It's like it's my fault, no matter what. It's my fault. So it's like you can block your mom, but then you're saying, but I won't, or I won't do it because I won't remember to unblock her. Yeah, so there is there like, is a way to prevent it, but you're just saying I'm not going to do that. I just got to take my computer off the. The fucking service, the mm. cell thing. Like, I just wanted the text messages, and then I got the phone calls, and it's just, yeah. it's killing me. All right. Everything. Yeah, we're talking about the fucking phones again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Episode 65. So going on about the fucking phone, because Mac doesn't have a good mute function on my fucking phone and messaging app. That's why. They, they, oh, God. What? Oh, God, what? <laughs> you really, like, I don't understand. Like, you, like, what, what happens, like, when you're, like, 50, and then it was like, nope, not my fault. Still not my fault. Still what do you not mean? my fault. <laughs> because, because, like, there's a way to make it not happen, but you're saying, I don't want to use that option. No, there, listen, the ways I make it not happen is I mute my computer. No, 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 so I, you can mute, you mute the person, mute your mom. You say that's the only other person that's still doing the thing, you mute that yeah, person. Yeah, but I can mute her on text. She still calls, it's going to ring anyway. Block. I can't. I can't do it from the computer. <laughs> you can do it from your phone. Like when when you block it from the phone, it blocks the number. So like any time that that number tries to call into the phone, it's not going to ring the phone and it's not going to prompt. So like the every Thursday, I'm going to block my mom. Yes. And then unblock her after the podcast. Yes. What's going to happen is she's just going to be blocked the entire time. But that that's saying that that's yeah. that's a different thing. That's not saying that I'm not able to make this stop. That's saying that I'm not really organized enough to make this stop. No, it's not that it's organized. It's it's, it's a fucking phone call. I'm not gonna like. Listen, there's a way to do it, and you're saying 50, you're not going to do it. It's 50-50, all right? Is there half a way? Half her fault, half her fault, half what? of mine. She knows I have a routine. Is there a way for you to stop it? Yes. Are you going to do that? No. Okay, we're done. We're good. Half we're good. their fault. <laughs> that's that's, that's, that's it's fucking senseless. Because, like, listen, listen. All right. If uh, I'm on a meeting, oh God. and that meeting is from every Thursday, mm-hmm. from noon to 2.30 p.m. And, and, and then the, in that meeting, that meeting is for a half a million dollars they're going to be given to you as long as there's no interruptions within this meeting. And you're saying that, you know what? I'll just not take the money. That's contextual. That, but, but I'm saying there's yeah. a way. There's a way. No. And you're just saying I'm not willing to do that if way I, if, I have a, if I have a meeting every noon, every Thursday at noon, yeah. from noon to 2.30 p.m., yep. and you know it, yeah. and everyone said, don't call me from noon because I've had this conversation before. But why is it their fault, though? Because they're fucking doing it after I repeatedly tell them not to. But if, like, somebody hits me and I say, don't do it, and then I just let them do it over and over, at some point I have to take responsibility. That's not the same thing. But it's like just letting something happen instead of, like, proactively doing something. Listen, I've actively, I've had this conversation. You have not actively I've, blocked her. I've had the conversation. I'm not going to block my mom on phones. There we go. I mean, that's, 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 that's <laughs> I'm just saying that's... It's ridiculous. That's, that you shouldn't go to that extreme. How is that? I mean... People should fucking, like, if you tell someone, hey, don't call me on Thursdays from fucking noon to 2.30 p.m., when it's Thursday from fucking noon to 2.30 p.m., I, I shouldn't mean, get a fucking phone call. I gave you a solution. Nah, I mean, if you don't want to take the solution, nah, that's understandable. Because it's a dumb solution to a simple problem. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. <laughs> just, it's... just don't call me from noon 30 to 2.30 p.m. Just don't get a call. Just don't pick up the phone. Don't call me. 
That's it. All right, so I'll, don't, I'll don't agree. It is, it is your mother's fault. It is yeah. not your fault. That is your mother's fault. It is. <laughs> I've had the conversation with her ten fucking times. I hope you can read the sarcasm through my voice here. I man. know I read it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and I refuse to acknowledge it. All right. Um, anyway, <laughs> so fucking... I, yeah. What the fuck were we talking about? Animation? Fargo? I forgot. <laughs> we started the episode and it fucked up because I got a phone call. So now I'm sitting here that was his fucking fault. doing it. It wasn't his and fault. And it was my fucking mom's fault. It wasn't his fault. It wasn't his no, fault. No, it wasn't. It wasn't I his wasn't. fault. It was his mom's fault. It wasn't. What the fuck were we talking about? <laughs> uh, Fargo. I've seen Fargo. It was a really, really good show. Um, I suggest watching. It's like 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. I just started watching that. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton's in it. Amazing. Uh, damn, we we uh, think yeah, you, you got on uh, the Kendrick Lamar album this past weekend in Chapel Hill. I got on it just recently myself. This album is very good. Yeah, I listened it's to it all good. the way through the day yeah. it released because oh, we yeah. were drinking and having a good time. Oh yeah, and I listened to it again mm-hmm. on my way home like four times because it's a two-hour drive. Yeah. it's just it's just a great fucking album. Yes, it is. It is fucking fantastic. The, I like. Go ahead. Oh, the the only thing I'm worried about is him getting to the point to where. It's like where everybody loves him so much to where we can't see anything wrong for those things. It's mm-hmm. like with the uh, like Kendrick Lamar Dick Riders or whatever. Like right. Eminem has those now, you know. And it, like seriously, I mean, yeah, that, that's, I that's, that's how it started. I mean, Eminem after his first two albums, we were like, "Wow, this guy's pretty good." By the time I guess Encore, not Encore, was that a third one? Two. There was no Encore two. Was that Encore two? No. Was there another? There was one? a Marshall Mathers LP two. There we go. But that that was a uh, 2015. That was like recently. Mm-hmm. But I mean by Encore, I think that was his, his third album that everybody went fucking crazy. It sold out all the fuck. It sold out everything. It beat NSYNC. It was selling everything. And at that point, it was like, well, Eminem's the goat. Can't do any wrong. <laughs> Anything that he sells, we're gonna buy it. Anything that he raps is right and it's better than everybody. And You're that's right. kind of where Kendrick is going now. It's like anything that he drops is great. Anything that he says is is to be believed. And he was just, I'm just. And this album is really good, but I don't think it's better than Big Sean's album that came out this year or much better than Rick Ross's album that came out this year. I mean, it's a very good hip-hop album, but I'm not ready to anoint him as the god of rap. Here's the thing. I don't think Kendrick... I think Kendrick is very, very good. Yes, he's great. He's 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 amazing at what he does. He's great, yes. But... But that was his mother's fault. That as well. was my fault. That, right. that one was my fault. Okay, I forgot he's, he's to mute the computer. All right. <laughs> um, but Kendrick, as amazing as he is, yeah, um, I, I think that people do people do have a tendency to suck his dick a little too mm-hmm. much. Like I get it. This this album was great. Yes. Pimp a Butterfly was good. But, great for me. I mean, uh, go, go, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, well, Pimp a Butterfly. It's not my type of. Mm-hmm. It's not what I go when I want to listen to Kendrick. Mm-hmm. Uh, for that, I much like. Uh, this album to Pimp a Butterfly, I much prefer to listen mm-hmm. to the Untitled mixtapes yeah. before I listen to these two albums. Because mm-hmm. I think the Untitled mixtapes are fucking the, fantastic. Yeah, that's, that's hardcore rap. Right, that's yeah. what I look for when I want to go listen to Kendrick. Mm-hmm. But I appreciate the sort of artistry that he has oh, yeah. in these albums. Yes, And it may not be better than like Big Sean. I, I haven't listened to Big Sean or Rick mm-hmm. Ross or whatever. They're yeah. not my type of rappers. Yeah, But I like I liked the... The reason I listen to Kendrick is sort of the lyrical effort. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, like, the tiny amounts of detail that go into every song to mm-hmm. make it look good. The, the beat changes in each song. Yes. The dynamic quality oh, yeah. of each song. It's incredible. So, Kendrick Lamar might not be the god of rap. Mm. I'm not saying he can do wrong. Like, I, there's yeah. a couple of songs I don't like in this album. Same. Uh, I, don't, uh, I don't really like Lost in Love. They're not uh, Lust and Love, yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. either. I don't like either one of those songs. I like, I like the, the chorus of Love. That's about it. 
but it's still love me. Yeah, right. that's yeah. It's very poppy. Uh, so like, it, it's not for everybody. I'm not gonna say that Kendrick Lamar deserves like every dick sucking. Yeah. that he gets. But yeah. uh, I mean, it's a fantastic album. Oh yeah, I think he's the yeah. greatest rapper alive currently. Like, mm-hmm. I think he has the, these last three albums. I don't think there's many artists that can can match. You know, album from album, his first three. I mean, that'll be difficult. Yeah. But I just didn't want to get into like the ultimate dick sucking. He can do no wrong because I mean, there's still a lot of music out there. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of hip hop out there. There's a lot of music. Yeah. I, d- Something interesting. I'm not. A, I'm not a great fan of Good Kid, Mad City. That album's amazing. I mean, but it's like that. That is that is odd because yeah. I, you love Untitled, Unmastered, and that's like a hardcore rap. Good Kid, Mad City is like hardcore rap, but Pimp a Butterfly was like hip hop. Right. So I, I would think that you would love like Good Kid, Mad City because of that. See, the thing, the reason I don't like Good Kid, Mad City is I don't think I find any of the concept relatable. Oh, uh, nope, yep, okay. Yeah. I, I get it, I get it. I so, get like, it. the reason why I love the Untitled Mix Ups, he yep. talks a lot about depression and, like, yep. the fame and all that kind of stuff. Yep. Uh, half the reason why I like this album so much, a lot of the songs deal with that sort of, like, self-internal conflict. Mm-hmm. Good Kid, Messi doesn't have any of that. That's true. And To Pimp a Butterfly it's a, has a lot more it, social themes. It, it has all of that, that depression. He deals with depression, alcoholism, uh, the thoughts of suicide. Wait, no, To Pimp a Butterfly is you and I. Yeah. Right, that's, yeah. okay. It has all of that on there, but it's not the rap feel. It's a right. different tone, though. So like like from To Pimp a Butterfly, the songs that I do love incidentally are you, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. and like the songs that deal with that sort of like self reflecting yep. yep. subject matter, which is but why I don't like most rap. Yeah. Most rap doesn't tackle any of that. And mm-hmm. I feel like Kendrick is breaking is not breaking the mold, but is bridging the gap yeah. between what a rap artist can do when they rap. Yeah. Essentially. And oh, yeah. I, I think it's fantastic. That's why I love Kendrick. Oh yeah. He's he's serving him up pretty good right now. Mm-hmm. Uh I seen another movie that was decent enough, Office Christmas Party. Nice. It, was, it was decent. Like, I mean, it's not... It's a harmless movie. Yeah, it's, it's harmless. Yeah, yeah, it's innocuous. I mean, you can see that. It's um, They got T.J. Miller's in it. He was really funny in it. Uh, Jennifer Aniston, she was very hot. <laughs> like, I was about to say something about how her acting, but, like, her acting wasn't that great. I mean, she just played Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, matter of fact, like, yeah, she's never had a role to where he's like, you know that, Jennifer Aniston, she's going to win an Oscar one day. Right. Not once. Has anyone ever watched <laughs> her act and said that to themselves? Never. You know, it's not going to happen. But, I mean, she's not terrible. I mean, she's she's great to look at, and she can she can do her job. Right. So, I mean, um, she, she showed up in that looking very fit. Um, who else? There was a few other people in it that was really funny. It's a really Jason funny movie. Jason Bateman was in it. Jason Bateman's in it, um, yeah. There's a, a uh, there's a black guy from Veep. Um, I don't know his name, but he's the black guy there. from Veep. Yeah, yeah he was there. Yeah, he was there. <laughs> in, in the movie, he kept That's doing actually what his name from the credits is. Black guy, black guy from, from Veep. Veep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name? Uh, in the movie, he's uh, plays like a DJ, and he's always on there doing the ghetto horns. Of, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> you know. I love that shit. I love those horns yes. so much. So I had to like go around doing that. Everywhere. <laughs> uh, and last thing I saw was Kong Skull Island. Uh, did Samuel L. Jackson call a monkey a motherfucker? I don't think he said motherfucker in this one. Then we I don't move believe. On. I don't think. Yeah, you're right. I don't. I don't think he said motherfucker once. Nah. John C. Riley was uh, was really good in it. John C. Riley perplexes me because mm? he was in what movie was he in that was really dramatic? He was in. We need to talk about Kevin. So he knows how to do drama. Oh yeah, he does. He's like he's like a really good dramatic actor. Mm-hmm. He's a really funny. Was was he in that movie we just seen recently? Or not recently? A lobster? Was he in lobster? Yeah, he was in lobster. Yeah, lobster. Yeah, yeah. He, he was the guy that got his hand in the toaster. Mm-hmm. Um, so like he's a really good dramatic actor. He knows yeah. how to do various types of comedy. Yeah. And I really like seeing him. But every time I see him, he's in the, he's kind of like this overly goofy side character. Yeah. Which I kind of hate. Because I, I, I love seeing John C. Riley work, yeah. and I feel like directors are just not taking advantage of what he can do. Yeah. And it's kind of sad. 
you know, is I, I would like to see what his personality is like. There was a um, an interview that he did on Mark Maron, mm-hmm. and he just wouldn't open up. It was like, I don't like people to see who I am. When you see me on, on the screen, you don't know what version that I'm pulling from from myself. Right. You know, so it's like you see so many different things, so many different uh, variations of, you know, him himself through these different characters. But who is he? The person, no idea. you know, and it's like Mark couldn't get to the bottom of it. Like, he's just <laughs> not going to, you know, give you any information. But I mean, I, I think the guy's pretty deep. And yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe we'll see it before he dies with. He but was yeah. on. Did you remember? Uh, it was a show I think on Adult Swim. Yes, uh, Tim and Eric's awesome Tim and show. Eric, yeah. yeah, it was fucking funny. And yep. I've always so, sometimes when I'm having a bad day, I just Google John C. Riley on Tim and Eric, and I just have a laugh. Yeah, that show, <laughs> I was, love that that show was awesome. Uh, so what, what do you think about Kong? Uh, it was good enough. I, I would see a sequel. You I would see, see a sequel. A sequel yes, okay. and not because the movie was good, but the story was really good. Okay. The movie so, kind of sucked, honestly. So you think? <laughs> not gonna lie. <laughs> so there's one of those cases where the movie was the story was there, but it just wasn't executed. Yeah, the story was definitely there. Like I, that was a different take on Kong, and then all the different monsters, and then bringing in the Godzilla universe. Like it's. The story is really good, nice. but I, it's hard to watch that movie though. Like, not, <laughs> you know, it's, it's not. I'm excited movie. for the kaiju movies. Those, that, that's gonna be great. Kaiju. Kaiju is the it's the type of movie that it is. It's the big monster movies. Uh, it's just a Japanese uh, word. I thought it was like the little kid, the little bald white kid. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> kaiju. <laughs> You've seen y'all have seen that little bald white kid I've before. Oh, that'd be great. Just a giant kaiju walking around. Yes. Uh, no, but the, the kaijun or the kaiju movies, uh, that's that's like what the, they're known as in Japan. Okay. And I'm excited for Godzilla because mm. the last Godzilla didn't catch my eye at all. Mm. The 2014 one with Cranston just wasn't my thing. I didn't see that. Neither did I. Yeah. So I'm excited for this one. I want to see what they do now to bring the, this universes together. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, it's a fucking classic. You know, like yeah. we got Mothra versus Godzilla and all that shit. So mm-hmm. I'm curious how they're going to do it. Um, who, who should win in a fight? Do you think Godzilla or or uh, King Kong? Godzilla. The, yes, easily. Like they, you didn't have to think about that too much. No. Godzilla should fuck King Kong up. Motherfucker has radioactive breath. Yes, he, he'll give you cancer, but like breathing. Yes, on like that shouldn't be a fight. Like when they do this King Kong Godzilla thing, King Kong better like meet up with like a team of people to <laughs> fuck up Godzilla. You ain't fucking up Godzilla by yourself. I mean, that's that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, Godzilla definitely wins. Unless um, there's like a God Kong. I mean, a King Kong, okay, you can do whatever, but a God Kong, I like to see that. Is there a Queen Kong? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think there's a Queen Kong. Yeah. Queen Kong might be dead. Queen Kong might be dead. Yeah. I think Godzilla killed her. King and Queenzilla, they're dead as well. <laughs> it's just Godzilla. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there we go. See, you go. see where I'm going now? I see where you, I see where you went with just it. Just taking right, the last it. part of the thing and then putting the God thing. Yeah, right. all right, we're, we're moving on. Kongzilla. <laughs> Kongzilla would have been a better... Instead of that God Kong. God, uh, but, you know, I'll, you know, I'll give it to well, you. It was in there. Uh, it was in the ballpark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We were there. God damn it. Did, did you see anything? Uh, I started watching The Adventures of Robin Hood. Mm-hmm. The 1930-something version. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, incidentally, just made me want to watch Robin Hood Men in Tights. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. We had to watch that in Calvary too. the uh, Robin Hood one. That is good, though. It is a fun movie. Like, yeah. the, the, the 30s really bring... You know how Tony Stark mm. is kind of like the cocky superhero, mm-hmm. walks around doing one-liners? Yep. It really just goes back to all those like old movies where the hero is like a super sarcastic the quipper. Dick, really, yeah. It just, just evolved from that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's fascinating to track 
the origins of something that we see in modern age so like that long ago yeah hell yeah and and i'm excited i'm excited and i've been thinking about like the rise of protagonists and like what our heroes have looked like throughout the years yeah and i'm working on an essay about it about the rise of the aqua protagonist yeah and all that shit so I, I don't know i just like thinking about movies like way too much like even when i'm just sitting around no yeah hell yeah. it's like ah fuck ryan gotham did a really great job in la la land yeah <laughs> He was in a movie that uh that Cobb suggested, song, uh, to, song, song to Song, with Terrence Malick, yeah. the director. Like, I tweeted about it, and I looked at the reviews, and the reviews are scathingly bad. Really? But, oh, yeah, like 20% bad. You know, but the thing is, is like, I, I, res- I respect my, my teacher's judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, he, say, he swears by the director, and I love the whole cast, so I'll watch it. I think I think the reason, having heard Kava talk about it, because I talked to him about it through the first week of class, mm-hmm. I think that the reason is that Terrence Malick isn't a straightforward director. Mm-hmm. He's sort of an art house experimentalist. Yeah, that's director. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So uh, maybe that's where the bad reviews come from. Yeah. Uh, but at, at any rate, it's just one of those things. Yeah. I have to watch it. I'm gonna watch it anyway. Yeah. Yep. Uh, anything else nah. for the catch up? Nah. Cool. We're gonna come right back and we're gonna talk about. Oh Suic- yeah. Su- oh fuck! We didn't say what the episode was about. Sure we totally didn't. avoided that. Yeah, try uh, to. Suicide Squad. <laughs> we're gonna talk Suicide Squad. Yep. Yeah, it's gonna. It's gonna be great. Yeah? Yeah. Bear back. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. <laughs> like, Brian looks at movies that are good and knows what a good movie is. Right. So, if I tell him all these terrible things that I've seen, then he'll recognize it too. And then he'll be like, you know what, you're right. It was terrible. But it wasn't happening. <laughs> you know, so, you know so. what's You know what's funny? Yeah. Um, fuck this movie. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I I hate this movie. What? But no, man, no, 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 no. You cannot hate this movie. You cannot fucking hate this movie. Hell no. Like I, I went on rants for weeks, for months. You did for you months. Because and, and and this is why. This yeah. is why I don't have anything against Suicide Squad per really? se. You know what? I what my problem was? Fantastic Four. Yeah, that's, that's where this all stemmed from. This is where it all stemmed from. Because Fantastic Four came out and it wasn't good. No, it wasn't good. I know it wasn't good. You know it wasn't good. The people know it wasn't good. It wasn't good. But you, you know? enjoyed it. And to a somewhat, degree. somewhat. I yeah. enjoyed the first half. I enjoyed yeah. the first half of it. But it was like, but I wouldn't. I don't want to watch it again. I've watched it two more times since. But I don't. But it's not good. Right. You know, like the first half is good. Second half is an abortion. You know. But but everybody recognized what was bad, and we all like collectively <laughs> gang banged that shit. Yes. It was like, no, it's all terrible. And then Suicide Squad came out, and I seen a movie that was equivalent to Fantastic Four in its terribleness. So I was like, okay, well, good. Then all right, let's go ahead and get the gang back together. We're getting the band let's back together, the guys. <laughs> I was like, nah, fam. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> and nobody wanted to get the pitchforks with me. Here's why I think Fantastic Four got a lot of flag versus Suicide Squad. Mm. Fantastic Four has been adapted two or three times already. I mean, yeah, we know why. I mean, it's, uh, it is what it is. Like, I mean, so, it's, like, Suicide Squad is like a new thing. They were trying a new thing, yeah. and it just didn't work. Yeah. But Fantastic Four has been a thing for a while. And I mean, I mean, I, no, I mean, I expect that. Like, it's it's yeah. been shitted on since 05. Like, I mean, yeah. I, I was 16. So, yeah. Oddly enough, I like the 05 movie. I like With, with it, Jessica Alba, I think that's a great movie. I think it's good enough. Yeah. I mean, I watched it over, uh, th- not Thanksgiving, uh, Easter. I watched it over Easter. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was... Still the same. <laughs> <laughs> There's some movies that really just like stay consistent in the path of how good they are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, but 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 Suicide Squad it, perple- it perplexed me. I, I, I yeah. just didn't understand. See, it, it it does the same thing to me because mm. I watched it the first time in theaters and I walked out going like that was fun. Mm. That was objectively bad. Mm. I know that I mm. walked out of the theater knowing that it was not a good movie. Mm. But I had fun watching like, it in the theater. Yeah, and like I ate my popcorn. 
and I drank my drink and I watched shit blow up. You loved that shit. Yeah. Like you loved like this is how far you how much you loved it. After the next episode, we weren't covering Suicide Squad at all. And then in the description, you wrote a full like (laughs) couple paragraphs in the description for another movie to tell us about how great Suicide Squad is and how much you should not be talking shit about Suicide Squad. And then on the next episode, we recorded at the end of the 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 catch up. um, Yeah, the end of the catch up. He had to let us know for about twenty minutes on a rant about how great Suicide Squad. Listen, we all make mistakes. (laughs) Okay, we all make mistakes. Sometimes, for months. For sometimes, months. Have you ever been in a bad relationship, and then when you get out, you go like, "What the fuck was I thinking?" Mm. <laughs> it's kind of mm. what happened. And, and it's like all of your friends are like, "Bro, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, do you not see this?" And you're in it, and you're just like, "No, man, it's great. It's great. It's like that meme with the dog that the building's on fire and he's sitting there drinking tea. This is fine. It's fine. This is fine. Like, no, it's not fucking fine. Get the fuck out of there." <laughs> Get out of there! All right, uh, Suicide Squad. It's um, it's PG thirteen. It's a, a two hour and three minute runtime. It's listed as an action adventure fantasy, and it came out on the fifth of August two thousand and sixteen. Uh, the rundown is: a secret government agency recruits some of the most dangerous and incarcerated supervillains to form a defensive task force. Their first mission: save the world from the apocalypse. Uh, the writer director is David Ayer. Uh, stars Will Smith as Deadshot. Ike Barinholt says Griggs, Viola Davis says Amanda Waller, Jared Leto as Joker, Common as Monster T, and Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Nice. Wait, yeah. Common was Croc? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. No wonder he looked oddly familiar. Yeah, some of the um, some of his language you know, got familiar to me a while. I'm like, oh, he's black. Oh, okay, that's Common. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I just knew that he was meant to be black, but I didn't know mm-hmm. what the fuck and it, whatever. Yeah. Uh man, su- su- Suicide Squad. This jeez. Th- now, oh, now, now imagine somebody like myself who mm-hmm. just isn't really like. I thought that my, I was a DC hater because that's what y'all were telling me earlier on that it's like you like Marvel, so it's like maybe you're just not into the DC universe. And I was like, maybe that's true. Maybe right. they I'm, use tropes differently, so yeah, maybe it's yeah. possible that if that, you like Marvel, you don't like DC. That was possible, but I was like, all right, I don't. I didn't think my brain operated that way, so like I said, I've I had to watch it again and. The issue, <laughs> the issue for me is, is like number one, I don't know these characters. Right. I don't know any of these people. Like I had never heard of Deadshot before the movie came out. Okay. I, Harley Quinn, I'd heard her name, but it was just like association with the Joker. But I, I had never seen like no, I know nothing of Harley Quinn besides the name, and she's like a pretty blonde white girl person. Right. Um, boomerang guy. I have never heard of that guy. <laughs> yeah. They just I don't know why he's there. Boomerang honestly. guy, a monster guy. Um, Croc, comic, Croc. Croc has been in the Batman. Like, if you've played any of the Batman video games, oh, that's Croc. okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, okay. And yeah. if you've played any of the Batman units, video games, you should be fairly familiar with Harley. She shows up a bit, and but she doesn't show uh. up in the game. She shows up like as a side character and in like bios of the game. Like, um, so she's not like super present in the games either. Okay. Yeah, she's not like a villain. Like, yeah, I remember. Well, yeah, yeah. It's just, I, I wasn't very familiar with the characters. So th- at the very beginning, like what forty five minutes? It was a long time of introducing the characters, and I still don't know who these people are. <laughs> like dead ass. They, they don't really introduce them to you. They just no. tell you a fun fact. The only character I was kind of interested in was the um, 
the like El Diablo guy. I don't know what his name he was. He was so cool. Yes, he was super cool. But it's like I didn't even get to know any backstory till three fourths of the movie was over, and it was like my power comes from the devil. It doesn't come from God. And I accidentally destroyed my wife and kids and burned down the house. And then I was like, what the fuck? Like this, the movie's almost over. Like yeah, I, right. I don't, I can't care about you now. You know, it's like they give you that information right before he goes into this fight to the death, which you know is about to happen. Right. <laughs> you know, and that's why they gave the information. The information like, oh, yes. fuck, we didn't develop him enough. We gotta make. <laughs> Care about. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's kind of what I imagine happened in the writers' room. Yeah. Listen, all right. Viola Davis takes a gun and like shoots like six people inside For of no the office. Reason. No reason. Like, oh well, they weren't no, they weren't trained or they didn't have um they didn't have the clearance. They didn't have clearance. What the fuck? And then she lives through the movie. She'll be in any any sequel. I'm like, what the fuck? This is ridiculous. Listen, I gotta be honest with you. Viola Davis's character, mm-hmm. I hated yep. that character. Yep. I hated the way Viola Davis played that character. Sure. I hated every time she was on screen. I mean, I don't know what her character was supposed to be. I think she was a good actor, but I just don't think that character was good at all. The character wasn't good. But as an extension of the character not being good, I can't enjoy Viola Davis's performance in it. Okay. Uh, Just because all she had to work with was, like, angry black lady. Yeah. That's all she had to work with. Yeah. And she was, like, trying to be threatening on, on, like, on fucking screen. Yeah. But the lines they were given, the like they gave her, were shit. Mm-hmm. And then so like you have a good actress trying to do the best you can with some really shit lines. Yep. And all you get is a is a muddled performance. You don't really get anything. Yeah. Uh, I hated every time she was on screen. Mm. I like Rick. I like Rick Flag. Rick, who's that? Uh, he's the the soldier uh, that led the squad. That's the one that's with the with the, the enchantress. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I like Rick Flag. Yeah. He was cool. I liked his character, and yep. I liked the the way the actor played it i forgot his name is he like an actual character in the dc universe i don't know okay right. his name sounds familiar so i think he is but i don't mm. think of, i think they var- they changed it the way that it was supposed to be okay um but i like rick flag in this movie i love deadshot in this movie yeah Will smith's dead show was fantastic he was good. and i liked i, I loved el diablo he yes. was great hell yeah i wish you could have seen more of him yeah and and i liked captain boomerang's accent <laughs> What? <laughs> you can count that as a plus for the movie. Yeah. This, do, do they get out at the end of that movie? I don't know. Because Joker comes and saves Harley Quinn. I don't think I don't think he saves anyone else. Maybe Harley saves Deadshot, but Deadshot has this whole thing with the kid like wanted to do it legally. Yeah. So I don't think I don't think he would have got out either. Like yeah. that was like a super like bummer ending for me. You know, like like seriously, because yeah. I mean, it's like if these are like villains, but you're putting them in a way to where I'm supposed to feel something for these villains, you know. And then at the end, the guy with the accent, the guy with the accent you're talking yeah, about, Captain Boomerang, Captain He's Boomerang, like, yeah. let me out. Yeah, and like the, fucking fighting. Well, well like they, they tell him like they did, they just saved the world from from the apocalypse, and and then Viola Davis is still being a bitch. She's like, well, you know, I'm bringing y'all back to jail, and she was like, well, I'll give you a ten years reduction off your sentence. Boomerang guy's like, I'm serving three life sentences, like ten years off. <laughs> It's okay for him you know he'll be getting down to 50 years or whatever but for me right. 10 years does nothing for me you know so then at the end you see him screaming at the top of his lungs inside of a cell that he's risked his life saved the world and done all these things and formed a bond with these people and gets nothing for it nope and and this is the problem with the movie none of the characters develop except for maybe death shot dead shot a bit yeah because i feel like what happened with this movie is like yeah, Deadshot. Yeah. Boomerang was supposed to be the forced comedic relief, except he wasn't fucking. El funny. Diablo does. El Diablo. Well, El Diablo. Yeah, he has a little bit of change. A little bit, slightly. It's not change, really. He just learns how to <laughs> accept. He just learns how to use his powers for good. Yeah. Really, that's all he does. Yeah. Um, instead of just not using them. Yeah. 
Um, but like Captain Boomerang was supposed to be the comedic relief, mm-hmm. except it didn't work. Nope. Because he wasn't that funny, <laughs> nah. except for having an accent. Nah. Uh, they try to make him look weird by using the the title cards, mm. which I love the. This is my problem with the movie. I love the idea. I love the style of the movie. Mm. I love the way that it was presented. Same. I love how fun it tried to be. Yes. But it fell flat at literally everything else except the style and the fun of mm. the movie. Mm. And it, it fucking kills me. Because I, th- I think that's what I was absorbed at in the movie theater. I was like, oh, shit. These are neon colors. These are fun title sequence. Mm. These are fun characters. I want to see them interact. And I kind of yeah. got carried, o- carried away in the fun. And I was like, this movie's pretty good. It's not great. Yeah. But it's fun. Yeah. And I got carried away in that. And you watch it again. And I, when I watch movies for fun versus so I watch them for the podcast, I watch them differently. Mm-hmm. When I watch them for the podcast, I'm looking at editing and yes. I'm looking at writing yep. and I'm looking at structure and yep. I'm looking at all that shit. Yep. And when you look at a lot of that in Suicide Squad, the movie just fucking falls apart. It mm-hmm. just makes no sense. Yeah. Um, so like Woomer and Squad trying, force trying to be the comedic uh, force of the movie mm-hmm. didn't work. He wasn't fucking funny. Yeah. Uh, Harley Quinn trying to be the quirky uh, other half of the comedic force of the movie. What, what, what is she? Really what is she? Like I don't, I don't. You gotta, you gotta give me something with this. With this. Why, why what do, do people, you mean? Why, why are people obsessed with her? Like besides, like the the look. Mm-hmm. Like, does she have any powers? Any uh, powers? No, she's just fucking crazy. Like they they no, were they were in this like crazy shootout and everybody was like exhibiting their powers and then she was walking up with a baseball bat. <laughs> I'm like, you're like 105 pounds <laughs> and with a baseball bat. You know, it's not even like Lucille with like barbed wire around nope, it. It's just, just a, a standard baseball bat. baseball bat. Like, why would anybody be afraid of you whatsoever? Uh, I think they they try to. This is why, uh, this is why comic book movies from the DC universe have a hard time translating mm. into live action, because the characters don't really make sense in live action. Yeah, that's like they just don't. Like Harley Quinn makes sense in comic book form, mm. now that because she's sort of with Joker and she's a criminal mastermind, mm. so she makes sense in the context of she's running a criminal organization. Yeah. But she doesn't make sense in the context of putting her in a room with other superpower people. Mm. She just doesn't. She's a mm. hundred and forty-five pound white woman that just carries white. a bat and a helmet, and she's yeah. just crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like the movies, the characters were used poorly. Mm. They were taken out outside of the context that they were good at. Mm. Joker is good at being a criminal mastermind, along with Harley Quinn. Mm. He was good. At, he was a criminal mastermind in this movie, mm. um, but we didn't get to see a lot of him. Just not enough. That. That was the worst interpretation of Joker for me that I've ever seen, yeah. and that's unfortunate. It's the worst performance from Jared Leto, Leto that I've ever seen. I mean, it's like all around because it's, it's just it's a caricature of Joker. Like you getting one. <laughs> Wait till you see this. It's just like a caricature of it. You know, it's not like the full depth of Joker. It's and it's like experience. no, and it's like I'll accept I'll accept that version of Joker with the the way that the movie is more fun and the way that it's stylized. I'll accept all of that. If this wasn't a mistake, you know, but it, I feel like it is just because the way that the DC universe, the way that it exists in the DC universe, like Batman versus Superman, is that part of the same universe that the, Suicide Squad happens in? Yes, that's what that's what that's my my issue. Yeah. And then the the new uh, Justice League movie, I've seen, I've seen it's the same universe, but the trailers and stuff look so much different. Yeah. It's like it doesn't seem as if Suicide Squad villains exist in the same like DC universe that that Ben Affleck was in and Batman Superman or that. That I've been seeing in the Justice League. Well, yeah, they're they're very tonally incongruent. Oh yeah, um, which is a shame. And yeah. I think it happens from the fact that they have a lot of the directors trying to yeah. show off. Yeah. Instead of just having directors sell the stories. Yeah. Um, but that's an, that's another conversation. That's another cinematic universe conversation, mm-hmm. because DC try, was trying to go for the market that Marvel was trying to go, just didn't work that well. They tried to go too fast. 
not only that, but then trying to to, to counteract Marvel, mm-hmm. uh, trying to catch up to Marvel. Just, just going yeah. to fact, trying to catch up to Marvel. Yeah. It's not working out. They're no. just shooting themselves in the foot. Mm-mm. And then Marvel sees what DC's trying to do. And so they just adapt to it yep. really subtly. Yep. And, they, and we and, get Deadpool. And we get <laughs> oh, yeah. things like Deadpool and Logan. And Gar- Guardians, hopefully. And Guardians. That's great. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like there's just, there's just a, a fundamental flaw mm. in the way that the, the, the DC characters are being translated into li- live action. Yeah. Uh, Nolan did a great job of translating Batman into live yes. action. Because Batman's character is, is it, at his core, it's, it's, it's sort of a philosophical character. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a more it's a morality based character. Yep. The fun of Batman comes from seeing how he handles really dangerous situations while so sticking to his moral code. Mm-hmm. And so Christopher Nolan said, "All right, well that's Batman. I'm gonna take that concept and that's what I'm gonna use to make the movies." Mm-hmm. And it worked. But when you get Joker, it just doesn't translate in that in the the David Ayer's universe of Joker yeah. or universe of Suicide Squad doesn't translate the Joker mm-hmm. into what it is. It puts him. I like I like this Joker first mm. of all. Okay. I like the how they try to make it modernized in the terms of him being more of a gangster than being a criminal mastermind. Okay. And having his own sort of gangster attitude. Mm-hmm. I like the fun in that. It was fun. He was fun. But the concept is wrong. Mm. It's not Joker. It's it's a gangster that dresses up as a clown. Yeah. And and but I liked I liked the laugh and I liked the persona. It was fun. It was definitely fun. And yes. I liked that the look was was super fun. Yes. But the concept was wrong. Yeah. That's really what, what happened with Joker. Yeah. He's a clown that dresses up as a gangster instead of a gangster that happens to be neurotic enough to dress up as a clown. Yeah. What I what I did love with uh Jared Leto is his relationship with Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. That was the only like saving grace for his character for me was um his love for another human being, you know. Um what what was one of my favorite one of my favorite scenes was the um Joker and Harley Quinn. I guess she's Dr. Harley Quinn at this mm-hmm. point. But they're uh, they're standing Quinzel, yeah, Miss um, Quinzel. Uh, they're standing there, and then uh, Joker was like, uh, "Would you die for me?" And then she's like, "Yeah." And he was like, "No, that's too easy. Would, would you live for me?" You know? Right. And then she uh, she spreads her arms out, and then falls down into the muck that turns you into Joker people. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So um, <laughs> she 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 falls down. I mean, it, it was just a good shot. I, yeah. I like that shot when she falls down and just accepts it. You know, it was just a um, I forget the line that he said. It was something about submission and. Um, letting go yada 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 mm-hmm. and she let that shit go fell down in there and then he dove down in there pulled her up i mean and all I, the clothes were melting and it's like cut like a nice contrast of yes. color and it, it yeah. looks it's a pretty that looked cool yeah shot. I like that. it looked really nice yeah the movie needed more moments like that mm-hmm. i think in my opinion yeah. moments where the characters are legitimately interacting yes it's like that's that's the thing with it doesn't like you did. They did so many things to this looks cool. This looks cool. This looks cool. And it's like it can look cool as long as there's a reason. Right. You know that Harley Quinn and Jerkle moment when they're sitting there in that pool of infested bullshit. You know, in this in there, like it was okay for a stylized moment for it to look cool. There was re- there was reason. Mm-hmm. Like those colors that were spreading around them was their clothes melting off inside this like sulfuric acid type stuff. Right. And so I mean, it was the the style the way they were stylized was cool, but. It it had purpose. It had a like, purpose. Don't get me cool without purpose. And like, and it, it's interesting because the flashbacks are the coolest parts mm. of this movie. Flashbacks. The, well, Harley Quinzel has a couple of flashbacks. Harley mm. Quinzel. So when, because the way that they try to tell you tell this relationship with Joker and mm. why he's trying so hard to get her out is mm. through Harley Quinn's flashback. Yeah. Because she's still relatively sane, mm. 
um what shisha's you know and the, the joker's love, yeah. spell mm. um so we we get to see her relationship with joker evolve over three flashbacks mm. and those flashbacks were really cool yeah because we got to see two really cool characters interacting with each other and seeing mm. how their relationship changed and we see it in uh, out of order so yeah. we see like one flashback to like when they were already together one flashback when they were just starting out mm-hmm. And we started to see how Harley Quinn cell turned into Harley Quinn. Yeah. And that was a cool idea. And that was a cool concept. Um, mainly because it gave us a break from the boring action that was happening when yeah. those flashbacks happened. Yeah. Uh, which is another thing that I don't like about this movie. What's that? The action sequences don't do anything for the story. Nope. Not at all. <laughs> nope. But they look cool, though. But they do look cool. <laughs> There's a lot of slow motion. Yep. A lot of unnecessary slow motion. Yeah. There's a lot of... Uh, See, the thing is, like, I liked, they did the right decisions with Deadshot, mm-hmm. I think. Deadshot was great. Everything, every decision mm-hmm. around Deadshot was fine. Mostly, yeah. But, but, mm-hmm. the movie, I think the movie, I think what happened when they were starting this movie, they're going to use Deadshot as a main character. Mm-hmm. And then said, nope, let's do an ensemble. And then they didn't change the writing. <laughs> so, like, they wrote Deadshot, which had a clear motivation I mean, and a clear I, philosophy. Own, that's, the, the theory seems a bit flawed just because if you write Deadshot as a main character and then I'm cast to be the star, it's like you don't write Dead, Dead, um, Deadshot as a main character unless you already have the star for it. You know, well, so if, if Will Smith is going to be your Deadshot, then, yeah, you can write it that way. But nobody's going to go see a Deadshot movie with no star. Well, you know? well, that's that, that's what I'm saying. If it, like that feels like the movie wanted to be a Deadshot movie, and then they added the ensemble cast. That's what I'm saying. Because they, uh, not not necessarily in the same word, not necessarily saying that like Will Smith got signed into the movie, so we're gonna make a Deadshot movie. Yeah, it's just like all the writing was focused, all the writing efforts that mm. made sense were focused on Deadshot, mm. as if he was trying to be the main character of the movie. Not that he was trying to be, but they wrote him as if they were making a Deadshot movie. Yeah, because they gave him the 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 morality mm-hmm. complexes they gave him the reason to change they gave him the daughter they gave him the emotional flashback of the oh, daughter yeah. asking him to not shoot mm-hmm. so like all of the decisions the narrative decisions for deadshot would have made sense had it been a deadshot movie yeah like that's part with that with that in the script i think that had to be there in order to get him to sign on I think so. You know, too. Will Smith to sign on because if when he's reading the script, like he's reading the character, like which character do I want to play? Uh, do I want to play this boomerang guy? Like, nope, no moral changes, no shifts, and everything. Because I mean, he did the same thing with uh, Quentin Tarantino's movie. Um, he tried to get him in. He got Jamie Foxx to play the char- character instead. A uh, Django Unchained. Yeah, he was like, no, Django is not the main character. There's not any growth for this character. No, I'm not gonna sign on to your movie. Yeah. So it's like I, I could I could see that with them. Even if they had the script and they gave it to Will, and then he was like, no, you got to punch this up. Right. <laughs> you know. Before and, I do this. But that's a, that's a problem with the script. Because mm-hmm. if you're going to do that, if yep. you're going to do that to the movie, to mm-hmm. get Will Smith to be in your movie, yep. just make the movie about that shot. Just make that decision. They can't. Take the punch. It's, it's, like, it's like taking the punch of putting an Asian person in an Asian movie. It's like nobody's going to see it. You know, like you can make a movie with Deadshot, but nobody's going to go see a Deadshot movie unless you put the star in there. That's true. I saw Ghost in the Shell yeah. just because of that comment of the Asian person, the Asian yep. movie. Yep. The, they handled it well. Mm-hmm. I saw Ghost in the Shell, and they yeah. handled it. The reason why she's white, mm-hmm. they handled it well. I'm sure. I'll yeah. talk about it in the closing. No, you, yeah, uh, the um, you linked your uh, medium. I read. I finally read that. Bro, did you? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. I didn't go into any other whitewashing into the, the mm-hmm. review, but I'll yeah. talk about Ghost in the Shell in the closing. Uh, but I feel like if 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 you're gonna bring in Will Smith mm-hmm. to the point where you're punching the script up yep. because you really want Will Smith in yes. your movie, then base the movie. Mm-hmm. around that massive change of a script that you've made. 
you know, make make him the more, the the lead role, mm-hmm. the other supporting. Don't make an ensemble. It, it would be nice, but it's just like who knows who Deadshot is. A lot of people, a lot of people that are a lot of people that this movie would be targeted to, mm-hmm. they know who Deadshot is because they've it's, read the comic series for Suicide Squad. But 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 like what? It wouldn't. It wouldn't. It wouldn't draw in. Like it wouldn't draw near. in the mainstream market. I it, get that. It's like if you're trying to sell it, it's like we could sell Harley Quinn and become like the biggest thing. Like Harley Quinn was everywhere that entire yeah, yeah. year. Like women were dressing up for Halloween. Everybody would change a profile picture mm-hmm. to that, and we wouldn't have got that with Deadpool as the star of. Not Deadpool. Sure. I mean with but, the. But yeah. Take away all the marketing. Let's just talk about the the narrative decisions of the movie. It's money. Uh, no, 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 I no, I get it, I get it. But I'm talking about the quality of the movie itself. Yeah. And I'm talking about the quality of the writing itself. Yep. If they if 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 they wanted a good solid story, they could have done it. They wouldn't. For, they couldn't have sold that though. Is the only thing I'm saying. Right. No, I know what you're saying, yeah. but I'm not talking about them being sold. I'm talking yeah. about the movie existing in a vacuum for the sake of being. A to movie. make it good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Then that that should should have been the main character sure. from the get go. They set it up that way. Yeah. They just didn't pay it off. They just didn't pay off on it. Okay. Uh, Rick Flag. Supposed to supposedly like the the leader of the thing, mm. but again, un- completely underdeveloped, uh, completely overshadowed by that shot. Mm. Harlequin overshadowed by that shot. Boomerang overshadowed by everyone. Killer Croc overshadowed by everyone. Or Diablo overshadowed by that shot again. This shot was the like the essentially the like I said he's the only character that had any growth any movement. Right. I love the uh, the scene at the end with him and his daughter. Mm-hmm. There was a uh, and is she a character in the DC universe at all? I don't know. I don't know enough about Deadshot's background. I, I just know I, I know him in the context of Batman. I don't know hmm. him in the context of Deadshot. His it's like that's the character that I was interested in is uh, his daughter mm-hmm. at the end because you know he said he never misses a shot and then he earlier he shoots at Harley Quinn and misses her on purpose, right. which we would assume. And um, so later he's uh, he gets he gets to visit his daughter after they save the world from the apocalypse, and you see he's talking. They're doing uh, they're doing geometry, <laughs> yeah, which I thought was really funny. They're doing geometry. She was like learning angles, and he was like, "So you're saying that the distance that the bullet will travel from the top of the roof to the street is the hypotenuse?" And he was <laughs> like, "Yes, exactly. You know, but you want to know your angles, you know, because the uh, the bu- the uh, the weight of the gun, you know, the wind, and all these different the factors, a lot of factors, the bar- a lot yeah, of variables, a lot of different variables, you know. And then she's like soaking it all in. It's like uh, the two different things. It's like number." one is this kid is the child of the best shooter in the history of life in the history of life so i mean it's like even if you're if your dad's michael jordan you're gonna want to pick up a basketball at some point you know (laughs) so it's like she's gonna pick up a gun at some point and just because the way that these uh, comic book universes are you would assume that she There's some continuity it, where she becomes yeah, the, either she becomes like an expert marksman or like an expert at making guns and putting them together and assembling them and making new like technology with guns or something like right. that, you know. But um, and, but, and those are the moments that are really cool in the film. Yeah. The moments that let you look past the film and oh, let yeah. you see shit like that. That's and, cool. And the uh, the other side of that with with her being that kid, the other side was looking at it from Deadshot's point of view. He has like a, a seven, eight, nine year old daughter. And the only information that he has to pass on to her is information about guns and right. shooting. Like that's his whole life. That's all the, the that's all the helpful and useful information he can pass on to his child. And his daughter understands that. You know that that's all that he has to give, and she'll take that. You know, yeah. like that's that's I, I did and enjoy the moment. She just wants to spend time with her dad. Yeah, and the um the guy was named Rick, I guess the the leader. Rick Flag, yeah. yeah. Um, him is like when uh, the group was coming in to take him away, and he's like, "No, just let him have a moment." You know, like that—that's one probably one of my favorite moments of the you movie. Can, you can tell that Rick Flag and Deadshot became friends yeah. at the end of the movie. Yeah. Which again, another one of those writing decisions that made me think that the movie should have been a Deadshot movie. Yeah, but it's not, they can't sell that. 
I know they can't sell it. But like looking at the movie now mm-hmm. versus looking at what I saw in theaters, mm-hmm. they it's just it's just an ensemble cast without the ensemble. Yeah, I mean, I would have loved I'd love to see a Deadshot movie yeah. like now, but it's just like. And, and now, and now it would sell. Yeah, it could not, sell now, now it sell. but it's just before. It's like I don't know any of these people. Oh, Harley Quinn, you know Joker, you know Harley Quinn. He, these are their faces, and, and, and that's probably why I'm annoyed at the movie. Mm. A lot. They marketed the movie as seeing a lot of Joker and Harley Quinn, and you got to see barely, barely any yeah. Joker, barely, barely any Joker. <laughs> and like the moments that you did see of him were either in flashback yeah. or, or just like him being a caricature of mm. what a Joker should be. Mm. Just like I did enjoy the laugh. The Joker laugh, this Joker laugh is one of my favorites. It was fun. Um, what what else about this movie? All right, who, that's who was the guy that killed him? That sacrificed himself to kill the slip, guy? Slipknot, the guy that can climb anything. Fuck that guy. That can climb anything. Yeah, that was his thing. The guy that can climb anything. He was in the cell with the rest of them. Yeah. What? No, 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 no! I don't, I don't remember this character. I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying, like, all right. So when they said that they were gonna go in the sewer and then detonate the thing, oh, and then wrong character, sorry. So, so, so I'm like, um, Diab- Diablo and the whatever the super powerful guy, whatever truck, truck? killer truck. No, 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 the um, the guy that Diablo ends up killing. Oh, 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 the the bad guy, the bad yeah, guy, the whatever brother, his name is, the witch's yeah. brother. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Diablo and the brother, they're they're there and they explode. But then the person that detonates the bomb from underneath their feet, like he explodes too. Like who was that person? That- oh, just a dude. That's what I'm saying. Like I was upset yeah. by that. I was like, just some <laughs> random dude. There was like, well, I'll swim under because the croc, you know, that guy, he swam up under there first. Like I live here, y'all are just visitors, yada yada. So is the scene that we didn't get to see where Croc points to the explosive and then says, "Hey, swim over there and push that button." What happened was, I think, uh, I, I think I remember this, and the editing was so bad, which mm. is why you're confused. I think mm. Croc gets overshot, overwhelmed by four of the little black dudes. Yes, yep, monsters. under the water. Yeah, yeah. He gets fun, overwhelmed, yeah. okay. and so the guy takes the bomb from Croc and puts yeah, it. Puts it. Yep, I remember that's, that now. That's yep. what happened. Okay, but the editing mm. was so bad you mm. can barely notice that. I, I recall. Yep. So another fucking thing about this movie that I hate: <laughs> the fucking editing. Yeah. The editing makes no sense. Mm. Uh, there's just in the ending of the movie, and 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 I saw this. There's a video essay from a YouTube channel called Folding Ideas that says why the editing in Suicide Squad is utter garbage. Okay. That's not the title of the video. That's just what the concept of the video is. Mm. And there's a sequence at the end of the movie when Harley Quinn uh, takes the heart out of the witch. Yeah. That sequence, she takes the heart out of the witch, and then they just forget to respect screen direction and, and sort of three-dimensionality mm. in terms of like letting you know where everything is. Harley Quinn takes the heart out yep. and then drops it out of frame, mm-hmm. and then we never see the heart again until Captain Boomerang Picks finds it, it under a bench. Yeah. And you're like, well, what the fuck happened to the heart? Yep. Why is it not a, why is it not a shot mm-hmm. of someone dropping the heart or throwing the heart? Why do why is Harley Quinn taking the heart out of her and suddenly she's looking 180 degrees in the other direction towards that shot? Why is why is the en- en- enchantress not where she fell? <laughs> like when in my mind like when she took the heart out and then like it was gr- it was bright glowing green mm-hmm. and then her hand goes out of frame like she throws it out I guess then my mind like the enchantress dies because the heart is no longer relevant right you know but that's not the case that's not the case <laughs> you have to crush the heart yeah so the heart is still a relevant part of this fucking character yep, yep. and they just keep it a frame mm-hmm. <laughs> just now it'll yep. be bad yep. so like that happens and then, but not only that, the enchantress falls down, mm-hmm. but she doesn't fall down in frame. Mm-mm. She falls off frame 
the background is a huge white flash. Mm -hmm. There's no way you can recognize any semblance of space in that scene. Nope. Harlequin looks at that shot, and then Rick Flag goes, her heart is out, we have to kill it. Mm -hmm. And then it just breaks away any tension that was happening from Harley Quinn's ripping her heart out to give you information that's already been present through the whole fucking movie. Mm -hmm. We know that to kill this bitch, you have to take her heart out and destroy it. You've been telling us that literally since the movie fucking started. Ten yeah. minutes into the movie, you say that. Yeah. You say that at the pitch. You say that uh, when Viola tries to control her again. Mm -hmm. you, she says it a lot of the time when she says, I need my heart to function. Yeah. This, this big glowing spot in her chest mm -hmm. that says, hey, that's the thing you got to kill. Yeah. And, and then you give us an insert of Rick Flagg telling Deadshot, we got to destroy the heart. Why the fuck did you give us that information again? You've been selling this fact throughout the whole movie. In fact, that's the only thing yep. that's a given throughout the entire yeah, we movie. We, we understand. And you break the tension by cutting away into an insert telling you more of the same information. Mm -hmm. That makes no sense. It's a stupid editing decision. But, but it looked cool, though. No, it didn't! <laughs> <laughs> Everything... <laughs> This is what I was saying the whole time. Well, I was saying all this bullshit, but it looked so cool. It was fun. It was so you didn't think it was fun. It wasn't it cool. Like fuck you guys, man. No, it was fun. No. It was fun to look at, but like on a superficial level. Yeah. Like if you looked at even one of those cuts, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. There's there's uh, another moment where you can tell the film has no idea how to handle uh, what's called payoff. Like or what's, at what point? Uh, you know Captain Boomerang. Yeah. He has a unicorn, and in in, the, in this introduction. It says fetish pink unicorns, mm -hmm. right? And he has a unicorn in his jacket. Yep. Two times in the movie, the unicorn falls out of his coat. Oh, it And he risks his life to get this fucking unicorn. I didn't even pay attention to that. Two points in the movie. Mm. His unicorn is out, and he does everything he can to get this fucking unicorn. Mm. He cares about his unicorn. Yeah. And it's on his, on his I think, right or... It's on his right, over his I heart. think. Oh, yeah, okay. over his heart. Okay. It's over his heart. Left, yeah. Over his left. And, and, and so they tell you this is where the unicorn is. Yeah. And then at one point in the movie... He gets stabbed by one of the, the witch's monsters mm -hmm. with something, and then he pulls out the knife, and what comes out? A fucking wad of money. <laughs> what? A wad of money comes out of his pocket instead of the unicorn. Why don't I remember this part? Uh, what? <laughs> at, what, at what point? Where, where are they at at this point? Uh, they're, they've already stormed the city. Yep. They're, they're kind of in a, they're in a building of some sort. Has, has the, the plane gone down that Joker was in? No, it was leading up right to before that. that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Up to that. I know. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, at, at that point, uh, he's he's risking his life to get a pink unicorn. Yeah, you'd assume that's what's what's on his left side. Yeah. And then he gets stabbed in his side. And she's like, "Oh, the unicorn is gonna save him." Nope. And it's gonna be a cute, funny moment. And then he pulls out a wad of money. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. You could have <laughs> just brought that unicorn back and was like, "Well, there you go." Yeah, it would have been like, ah, oh, it would have been yeah. a cute thing yeah. for the character. It would have yeah. made sense, but they couldn't even keep that yeah. in mind for their decisions. Yeah. Uh, the introductions of the movie take an offensive amount of time. Mm. The You could have started this movie like at the fucking beginning of when they stormed the city to get the apocalypse. Yes. You could have started this movie there yeah. and just give us all the character introductions to the character interactions through conversations. But instead, they sort of get fucking Wyola fucking Davis, mm -hmm. have a dinner with the fucking government or yeah. government official yeah. and spend 20 minutes of the movie introducing us to a witch that I still don't know much about at all. Right. <laughs> nothing. Know? Everything you need to know is in the information packets. Mm -hmm. Well, what are the fucking information packets? Yes. And and it, it, I'm like that. here's a demonstration of it. You don't need to know much, but here's a visual. And are are, 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 are you on board? Yeah, we're on board. Like what yeah, the fuck? Okay. So that happens. She has dinner with one of the guys. Mm. Fifty minutes of the movie, we're we're getting character introduced to us, mm. 
And then 20 minutes into the movie, we're still getting character introductions. Yeah. You did that in the title card. Mm -hmm. Just start at the action. Yeah. We don't need the 20 minutes of Harley Quinn getting dressed and that you're getting beat and that you're getting all the equipment and Croc getting bit and fucking putting them in the city. We don't need that. We don't need the, the pep talk. Mm -hmm. All you need to know is like, hey, by the way, if you fuck up when you don't do what I want to do, you fucking die when you're in the city. That's all you need. That's all those scenes did. Yes. Like they, they, there was a scene to where there was even a Joker introduction. Right. A Joker introduction. And that's the thing. is like not in the sense of like traditionally introducing someone, but it's just the showing you what this Joker is and what he's about. The right. first scene where, um, where they're inside the club and, you know, Harley Quinn is over there. And it was like, no, that's um, that's uh, that's your, your boss. Uh, that's, that's your girl, boss. Yada, yada. And he kills the girl. I mean, kills the guy. Yeah. It's just like that's that's Joker's introduction, like showing what Joker is, what he's capable of. I'm like, I know who the fuck Joker is. Right. I'll, I'll fucking know. I'll damn well know. Like the characters you need to introduce me to are the ones I don't know. And like you said, you could have introduced that through the mechanics of them right. actually showing who they are. Like, like Diablo was such an interesting character. How cool would it have been if we had two or three scenes where Diablo really bonded with Deadshot or Harley Quinn. And then he refused to use his powers. But instead of being forced to use his powers by Deadshot making him angry, mm -hmm. uh, Deadshot's in danger. Or Harley Quinn's in danger. And yeah. he says, well, I'm not going to let another person die mm -hmm. because I want to use my powers. And so he uses his powers. How yeah. cool would that have That'd been? Be nice. And revealing for his character rather than just him making him angry to, for him to use the powers. It's, I, it's just lazy filmmaking. I'd like to know how that, that bomb was able to kill the, uh, the the bad guy at the end. I have no idea. Because because Diablo turned into like a fire god. devil or something. Yeah. What? Yeah. It's based on an Aztec god. Oh, the, the this Aztec god? Damn. Yeah. Like an Aztec warrior god. This guy <laughs> turns into like a fire god. And at one point, he takes his flaming hot liquid magma hand and presses, like, starts tearing off the guy's armor and pressing his hand into his chest and melting down his chest and his heart and all this stuff. And I'm like, wow, like, if you can't do anything to this guy with liquid hot magma hands going through this guy's chest, yes, it's not like. <laughs> what? I'll give him the benefit of the doubt and say that El Diablo made him weak enough for the bomb to do anything. Okay. Yeah. I'll give them that benefit for the doubt because right. it's not that important because mm. that brother character didn't matter yeah. it didn't fucking no, matter no he looked cool he, he looked, looked cool, cool. <laughs> he looked cool but it didn't matter and who I, I still don't know who the um the girl with the sword was uh, she didn't get an introduction she, she got no story that, I don't that's know another who that is. one of my pet peeves. She's a cool character in the, <laughs> in the DC universe. Okay. I know her character. I don't remember her name. Okay. Uh I know her character and I know that her katana uh Has her traps the souls soul. of the devil mm. uh traps the souls of the people she killed. Mm cool idea right yeah. you think maybe she would deserve a fucking title card maybe. instead of walking into a fucking airplane and just going like yeah by the way don't get killed by her her yeah. sword her soul traps your soul yep. that's all we need to know so, i guess that's all i guess why didn't we do that for every other character mm -hmm. she was there in half the fucking fight she did yes. nothing except for like slash or two the only the only thing that i seen her do in the entire movie was cut the guy's hand off and then he just regenerated the hand back right that's yeah. the thing she's in every other action scene and she does barely nothing she's yeah. in the background for the entire movie does yeah. fucking nothing um that's like that's like if Psylocke and X-Men Apocalypse well oh, it shrunk all of a sudden I was like what the fuck happened uh, that's like if Psylocke and X-Men Apocalypse mm -hmm. uh just just stood there yeah I'm just here just, I'm just there yeah uh the introductions for the movie uh 49 minutes in and mm. that's when we got the last introduction Sheesh. and that was uh, the lady with the katana mm. 49 minutes into the movie that's 10 minutes into the second act yeah uh, maybe 15 into the second could act could be longer yeah what the fuck why 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 <laughs> i don't get it i don't get it the structure for this movie makes no sense mm. the editor makes no sense 
the characters are bland, mm. except for Deadshot. And Joker was fun. Um, but they're bland. Yeah. The editing, it's stupid. The writing's dumb. Mm. Uh, the plot is minimal. Yep. The villain is cartoonish. Yes, um, the, very much. The, the action sequences are boring. Yep. Uh, what else? Am some, I of them are. some of them are. Some of them I was uh, into. Some of the action I was into. Like a, yeah, I, I would say they're not well executed. Yeah, instead okay. of boring. Yep. I would say yep. the action sequences are not well executed. Very, yes, one hundred percent agree. What else am I missing? Uh, I think mm. didn't get to see enough Joker. Mm. I, I would have liked more Joker. Yeah. Uh, didn't get to see any any story whatsoever for any of the other characters. Not much. Would have liked to see more Diablo. Mm-hmm. Would have liked to like Captain Boomerang to actually be funny. That yeah. Um, Was he supposed to be like the Gambit of their universe? You know, Gambit and uh, Marvel. Yeah, okay, yeah. Right. Uh, I don't. Th- I don't think that's a direct comparison, but it's just. It's kind of supposed it's like to be the comic like the relief, quirky. and because he, he was he's supposed to be quirky, be comic relief in that accent, and right. the Gambit does all those things, <laughs> and and he he lights up projectiles with his hand and throws them so, like boomerang. Gambit is one thing. of my favorite superheroes yeah, ever. Same. Love Gambit. More than me. So like, I, I, I mean, like I like what David Ayer wanted to do. Mm. I like the style. I like the quirkiness of what the movie tried to be. I like the neon presentation. Mm. I like the sort of the, the aesthetic of the movie. Mm. But it just fell flat in everything that makes a movie a movie, aside from how pretty it looked. It was pretty. Yeah, that's... It was pretty. Anyway. Uh, that being said... One out of ten, what do you give it? Oh, fuck. Like a three. Sheesh. Yeah. I'm gonna give it a. I give it a six. Give it a six. And I was going two or three, like every, I, you know, I've been two or three, and I, I've given it a six now after last night because I can I can see why it can be enjoyable. Then, like I said, like I, I if I look at it like from like my kid lens, you know, from like just remembering that younger youthful part to where it's like I like to see bright things and things blow up and people die. Like that part of me is like. I can, okay, I can understand, you know, just don't worry about structure or writing or editing or, you know, cinematography or or anything like that. So, so, so like, so it's like, I can give it a six out of 10. Just, I mean, just because like it, it was kind of fun. It was a bit kind of fun. That's the, that's the thing about this movie. Yeah. It's, it's fun. Yeah. It's a fun movie. Yeah. You can maybe sit around with a couple of friends mm-hmm. and like watch this movie and tear it apart as you're watching yeah. it. And that'll be a great time. Yeah. The movie, if you're just watching it for the sake of watching Oh, no, movie, don't do that. Don't do just, that. It's, it's not. It's not. No. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I will give them over Fantastic Four. Like, at least they were fun. Right. <laughs> you know, like Fantastic Four, we still spent 45 minutes introducing the characters that have been around over the past 100 years <laughs> by Stanley. You know, still spent way too much time. But at least it looked cool and it was fun. Right. <laughs> you know, so I'll give Suicide Squad that. So I'm, I'm going to give it a three in, mm-hmm. in terms of, of actual quality. Mm-hmm. But in terms of enjoyment. Yeah. I gave it a six when I watched it in theaters. Mm. And that's because I wasn't worried about all the other stuff about watching a movie. Yeah. So I'm right there with you in the fun part. Yeah. But if you look a little bit deeper at this movie, it's defi- it's less than a three. Oh, oh yeah. Three. It's, yeah. yeah. Like, realistically, yeah, it's yeah. like a two or three. It's bad. So, it's, it's, it's bad. But yeah. I would like to see a Deadshot movie. Mm. He was the best part of this movie. I, I feel like he had the best delivery of lines and mm. he had the best lines. 
uh, one of my favorite moments is like, oh, you deaf? You're one of them deaf hoes, right? Mm. <laughs> From Will Smith. I just like the, I just like Will Smith. Like Will Smith is it's charming to me. Okay. And I want to see more Will Smith in mm. good movies because Collateral Beauty sucked. Didn't see that. Uh, was not going to see that. No. Mm. Which, by the way, someone told me it was a great movie the other day. And mm. I almost walked out of the classroom. <laughs> was it good? Have you seen it? Uh, no. I, I've heard all the reviews and I yeah. watched... I uh, like the premise of the movies, and I watched like multiple reviews, mm. and collectively, it's just a bad movie. I mean, they they say. Yeah. I mean, but I don't know. Like, it depends on who it came from. If it came from like a random nobody, then I'm I'm gonna believe that the reviews are right. But yeah. like Kava like said that if something was good, but all the reviews and all, like people are saying no, wrong. So then there's like, something that maybe the other people are kind of missing. Is uh, it so? Uh, it it, yeah. it kind of depends where it's coming from. Like somebody that I know have seen lots of movies, mm. you know. So I'm like, okay, there might be something there. Like if you told me to see something. And then I looked in the Rotten Tomatoes and it says 15%. I'm going to still watch it anyway because right. I know, you know. Let's see what the thing is. Yeah. Someone told me, I don't know. It, it, that's another conversation yeah. for yeah. another fucking But day. I'm not going to watch Collateral Beauty. No, so. neither am I. But uh, su- su- suicide, suicide Squad. Yeah. It's, it's a movie that should have should have committed suicide. Squad. <laughs> Nailed that shit. 10 out of 10 comedy. There's nothing you're getting out of us. That's it. That's the end of Suicide Squad. We'll be back with television and movie premieres. <laughs> cool. And welcome back for the, the closing bit. We got a short closing a short uh, this closing. time in TV and premieres. Uh, this week in television and premieres, uh, the first thing we have is going to be Tuesday, April the 25th. Nice. That's my birthday. Your birthday's on the 25th? Yep. I thought your birthday was... Nope, it is 25th. Yeah. <laughs> I thought your birthday was like, oh, no, wait, nope. fuck. That's yep. right. <laughs> That's a yeah. um, Turn 22. Hells yeah. Uh, there's The show is called uh, Great News. It's a comedy on NBC at 9 p.m. Uh, Tuesday, April the 25th. Uh, the rundown on it says the 30 Rock and Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt team of Tina Fey and Robert Carlock, along with the Emmy-winning 30 Rock writer Tracy Wigfield, return to NBC with a promising new comedy. Created by the latter, great news is not all that dissimilar from the format of 30 Rock, albeit set behind the scenes of a cable news television show instead of a comedy series. So basically, it's the like 30 a, Rock and television setting. It's, yeah, sort of it's like a 30 Rock and yeah, and so. News. All right. Yeah, all right. If I'll, you're into that. Yeah, I may give you that a chance. I love, I love Tina yeah. Fey and um, I love 30 Rock. I like. Kimmy Schmidt. Quick question, because so, it, it's a, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler mm-hmm. are always they're on the same spectrum yes. for me in terms of hotness. Not <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in terms of like their like their work, yes. they're on the same line. Yeah. Do you have? Do you prefer one over the other? Because I feel like if someone likes Tina Fey, it's, they're gonna like Amy Poehler. About I, the I same like way. I like them both, but um. Tina Tina Fey is a much better comedic writer, and Amy Poehler is a much better comedic actor. Okay. So I mean, it's like I like them both, and I like them when they work together. So if Tina know. Fey wrote a thing and Amy Poehler acted on a thing, Amy Poehler be. is better at improv. Okay. Like she she did Second City for a very very long time, worked under uh, Dale Close, nice. and so she's awesome improv. But I mean, you, she can do written stuff too. But I mean, yeah. she's just a great comedic actor. Like she she has it. She has that like Steve Carell thing, you know, <laughs> to, where, to where you can be funny is just. Uh, but yeah, Tina cool. Fey, she's an amazing writer. I'm not saying anything about that. All right, uh, <laughs> next thing is going to be uh, Cable Girls. It's uh, Friday, April the 28th. It's a, a foreign drama on Netflix. 
Uh, the rundown is yeah. Netflix's first Spanish original series is set in Madrid during the 1920s oh, and, sure in and follows four women working for their national telephone company. Eight episodes stream today with another eight following later in the year. Uh, Cable Girls. Um, there was a show on HBO called Mujer de Fases and it was all uh, Hispanic and I love the show. Mm-hmm. They canceled that shit. Uh, <laughs> I, when Daniela was here, I asked y'all to try to find the show for me because when I put in Mujer de Fases in Google, then everything comes back in Spanish. And I... <laughs> And it's like I can't read enough Spanish to to, figure, to out. figure out when it comes back and if it was canceled and what's the date. So thankfully, this Cable Girl show. I'll hook you up with the Mujer de Fases. I'll Google it. Thank now. you, man. Because if there's a fucking season two and I can't find it, like I mean, there probably is a season yeah. two somewhere, but fuck, man, my I'll Spanish send it to you if I find isn't it. good enough. Yeah, damn it. <laughs> Um, the next thing is um, Dear White People comes out Friday, April the 28th. That's another Netflix special, right? Hell yeah. It's a comedy drama on Netflix. Uh, Justin Simeon adapts his own 2014 movie of the same name about racial tensions and a mostly white Ivy League college. Uh, the 10-episode series returns uh, the film's Brandon Bell, uh, Logan Browning from Powers. Um, so basically some people that you may know. But yes, yeah, it's, it's a television show from the movie. That's fucking fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. The fact, not not just the the movie itself, but like the fact that he wrote their movie and mm-hmm. now he's he's adapted his own movie. Yeah, I really want to see how that translates. I into think it can. It, it can yeah. definitely translate. Yeah, but I just want to see how 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 he handles that as a filmmaker. It's mm-hmm. just a little bizarre thing to do, having to adapt your own movie. Hmm. And to tell if anyone's gonna do it, it might as well be you. Yeah, because because I was I was thinking when you said that, I was mm-hmm. like, I've seen a lot of television. I mean, a lot of movies that were adapted into television shows, mm-hmm. but not by the writer and director. Right. You know, yeah. it's usually like sold and someone else does it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I'm curious to see mm-hmm. how how the it carries the the themes of the movie yeah. carry into the themes of the television show because mm-hmm. the two formats are inherently they're. I mean, they're the same. They're not. The lines are blurred now, yeah. but they're inherently different by just the formulaic mm-hmm. episode, like the, not formulaic, episodic, the episodic yeah. quality. Of yeah. it. So, like, I'm interested to see how, how he handles. I it. am too. Yeah. I am too now. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, the, but that's Friday, April the 28th. Uh, the next thing is going to be Rodney King. It's a drama on Netflix. Rodney King is motherfucker still. You know, still Rodney kicking? King is. Yeah. Yeah. He's still rocking. Yeah. He's still Jesus Christ. Yeah. That dude's. I'm 22, and I that dude was old when I was born. That is true. Yeah, he was. Well, I guess he kind of was like when I was a younger. I guess he had to been like a adolescent, like 22 or something, mm-hmm. when he got beat, like and became Rodney King. Right. Because I was young, so I'm 33 now. So he has to be 60s or 50s he's, he's or old. something. He's yeah, there. he has to be older. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that's one of those people like Morgan Freeman yeah. that in my eyes mm-hmm. they've just always been old <laughs> oh yeah, yeah that's a weird place to get to because like I'm I'm seeing it now because like when I was 9 or 10 I'm looking at the teenagers like they're old but I'll eventually be that you know right. and then anybody that's in their 20s you're just super old you're old as fuck <laughs> 30s get ready to die <laughs> you know and and then like by the time you're like old enough to drive you're 16 and then you see yourself as okay the 21 year old people like anybody under 25 like that's okay like that's my group of people right and anything over 25 like 25 so to like 
30 something or whatever like you're old you're married you have kids like that's not part of my 25 and under lifestyle right. i don't have nothing to do with that that's something different and then anything over that then get ready to die yeah, <laughs> much. anything over that you know that 37 year old you had somewhere. a good run just yeah. let it go and and now I'm, I'm turning 33 this year so now i see myself in the group of people like you know 30 to 45 years old like this is my group you know we, we've been living this long we've seen the different we've come through all these different stages you know so we're going to be going to the 50 to 60 age range so anything over 60 get ready to die <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know but, but it's like it keeps that going further and further getting pushed back the older yeah you get. yeah when and, you're 70 it's like if you're 80 get ready to die yeah yeah and it, it's just wild. which at that point it's not Probably, inaccurate yeah it's not really that inaccurate <laughs> at that point yeah but it, it just is wild like just not seeing yourself as the older person or just that you're ever going to get there mm-hmm. you know and there, there was another thing that was um I'm going to try to hurry this up. There, there was another thing I was watching some movie. It was just like how the person inside your brain, inside your mind, like never changes. No. Like you're the same person. So like even that 90-year-old person, they don't see themselves. Like they look in the mirror and see that body, you know, that has changed. But in their mind, they can still be that 19-year-old, that 20-year-old. is still the same person, you yep. know. It's, it's, it's an odd thing because like I'm 33 now. But people look at me, you might see 33, but I don't see that when I look in the mirror. No, I see like the... 17 year old or whatever and that, or, that's an important quality to have because people that that grow old too mm-hmm. quickly they just kind of go like Ugh. yeah yeah they're people that are usually kind of boring mm-hmm. so like if you manage to retain to some of that that young mind yeah even though it might fuck you up sometimes sure you're, you're probably yeah. gonna do great it means you're not gonna die of sadness that would be nice <laughs> but unlikely yes uh, the, uh, <laughs> Because we're all going to dive that. Uh, yeah, Rodney King is, um, is a drama on Netflix. The reason it's even listed here is um, Spike Lee is directing this. Oh. Uh, Spike Lee directs this film version of um, Roger Guinevere. Guinevere? Guinevere. That, might be, that might be Guinevere. G-U-E-N-V-E-U-R. Uh, that would be Guinevere. There we go. Roger Guinevere Smith's one-man show about King Sight. I'll take that. Yeah, Gwenver. Yeah. Some uh, French shit. That's, uh, so that's Rodney King. It's a drama on Netflix. Spike Lee's directing that. So if you're into Spike Lee, definitely check that out. That's the guy. Friday, April the 28th. Uh, next thing is going to be Saturday, April the 29th. My Cat from Hell. It's a reality show on Animal Planet at 9 p.m. Love that shit. Reason I've never heard, heard of the show before. Jackson Galaxy. Jack, what's that? Just the host, Jackson Galaxy. Oh, I've never heard yeah, of the show. Go ahead. It, 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 the name stood out because I'd never heard of this. So I'm like, it just seemed like a redundant title because what cat isn't from hell? <laughs> like, what cat isn't from hell? You know? Man, there's some shitty cats in that show. Like, no, it's like, it, it doesn't make sense. But I mean, because like, all right, so say say I, I, I go home and then, and I, and I do do this. I'm like, Shiloh, come here, Shiloh, Shiloh. Then she looks up at me. She's like, mm. Like you see, I'm 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 laying here. Like I'm, I'm already laying here. Like what the fuck is you? What the fuck are you doing? Like you're, you're just standing there. Like why are you? Why am I gonna come to you? Like what the fuck? I'm like all right. Well fuck you then, cat. Isis, how about you, Isis? Come here, old girl. Get over her, Isis. She looks at me. Ah. And like no, then I'm like okay, Yoshi, come on then, Yoshi, Yoshi <laughs> hell yeah, let's go, you know. Then I pick friend, a friend, friend, burger, yes. burger, hot dog, hot dog, pets. Yes. So then I pick them up, and then I look at the two cats on the floor. I'm like, yeah, this could have been you. This could have been fucking you being picked up and hugged. That's the thing. I don't want it. Yeah, I don't want it. Like, what the fuck is your problem? God damn it, I don't understand them. Here's, don't understand it. That I mean, 
the cats in that show, I get what you're saying. Yeah. The cats in that show like piss and bite and shred everything. Oh God. They are cat they're asshole cats. <laughs> yeah. Uh and I love the host, Jackson Galaxy. Mm. He is like the weirdest just the weirdest host for television. I mean, you know Cesar Milan? Yes. Uh, imagine if Cesar Milan was I don't know if Cesar Milan's gay. But imagine if he looked flamboyantly gay, okay. was bald, yes. had a weird beard, and talked to cats. Oh wow! That's whatever you're imagining. It's not far off from Jackson Galaxy. <laughs> that's that's similar to Cesar Milan. Yeah, like Cesar Milan, I believe he's he's gay. I mean, I don't know, but yeah. it's like that's the person that I'm picturing. But now bald head, and then a shirt that's a lot tighter, and a lot. See, here's the thing. But he's also mildly overweight. Does he wear, like, bright clothing? Yes. I like that. Yeah. All right. I'll show you that. a picture of Jackson Galaxy. Yeah. Because that shit is fucking funny. Yeah. Um, but I, I love that show. I'll check it out. Because I've learned so much from cats. Mm. Like, my relationship with my cat improved, like, yeah. fucking ten times how? after I watched that shit. How? You got, you taught, like, you learn how to pet them, and you learn how to read their language. Mm. So, like, if you know that if a cat's tail is twitching, mm. don't go near the cat. Can, can, can you make the cat do what you obey? Uh, you can train a cat for yeah. sure. He knows how to train cats. I just That's, never trained my cat. Like only thing, only training I've done is just like make them to the way they don't come in certain rooms. Like right. they'll just stop at the door. But I can't like say come here or go over there mm-hmm. or stuff like that. You know. Oddly enough, like most cats, like if they're just being properly cared for yeah. and like just as like if you had them as a kitten, if you call them, they'll yeah. come over. Sometimes, yeah. like even like Tessa, it's like she's 60% had them. Sixty percent out of time. Sixty percent of the time works every time. Every time, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, those are her cats. She got his kittens, and they'll respond to her a lot more than they respond to me. Mm-hmm. But it's still not like a like a dog. It's just if you call one hundred percent of the time, they, they have <laughs> to come. Welcome. My yeah. cat sometimes I call my cat and go Lumi, and he just He's like, like raises his head up, yeah. and then he just looks at me and he just munches the air. And he was just like, yeah. And he's like, what? What are you doing? Cat? I want to pet you. <laughs> See, there's, there's, there's something that I'll have to learn from a cat eventually, and that's why, why I'm still like sticking it out with these cats, as if I have a fucking choice. But, <laughs> like, but there, there's something, there's something that I, that needs to be learned, and I think it's like patience, maybe. Because yeah. like I, I don't understand how to do that. Like, cause like with the dog, you don't have to have patience with the dog. It's very active. There, mm-hmm. There's nothing passive about a dog whatsoever. And cats are very passive, you know, in, in everything. And I don't understand how to be patient, like, and to wait. Like, I can actively go do something, but I can't just, like, sit, sit and, there and wait. wait for the thing yeah. to happen. And that's that's what their existence is. Like, you just chill out. I'm going to chill out. Like, maybe we'll hook up today and hang out. Maybe we won't. If we do, that'll be great. And you'll there like are that. There are days I just don't see my cat. Yeah. You know, I'm just <laughs> like, what? Like I don't, I don't know. Like, it, it, it's a bizarre thing. Yeah. But we have to. We, we're at 13 yeah. minutes, and I'm yes. gonna need to last two minutes. Hold on, let me, let me finish. Oh, thing. there's more shit. <laughs> yes. Fuck. Go God ahead. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. That's that's my cat from Hell reality sh- uh, television show Animal Planet at 9 p.m. Saturday, April the 29th. Uh, the, that's it for television. The only thing we have in movies this week. Uh, there were like three or four more, but they all were, seemed like shit. Um, this is uh the movie called The Circle. Can I tell you how much I appreciate the fact that you like curate what movies you say on the podcast? Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> so great. It's like uh, this shit. No, like the, the only time it does upset me is if there was a movie that I decided I deemed that the movie was shit, <laughs> and then, and then later was good. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all, that, it. Only happened once. It was with the um, the Mel Gibson uh, Godfather, Bloodfather. Oh yeah, the yeah, Mel yeah. Gibson movie Bloodfather. That. But all right, whatever. Okay. Uh, this but this, the circle is 110 minute runtime. It's a drama sci fi thriller. Uh, the 
the rundown is a woman lands a dream job at a powerful tech company called The Circle, only to uncover a nefarious agenda that will affect the lives of her friends, family, and that of humanity. Uh, director James Ponsolt and his stars Emma Watson, Tom Hanks, John Boyega, and Karen Gillan. That's uh, Karen, Gill- oh, Karen Gillan. That's the only person I didn't know who that was. I know the rest of these She's people. She's from Doctor Who. Uh, uh, she, she, did you see Oculus? No. All right. Well, she was in Oculus. <laughs> She was. He saw also Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. You know the blue-headed bald lady, that was like Thana's daughter. Yes. Yes. That's Karen Gillian. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, she's she's fantastic. She's ginger. She's a redhead mm. from Scotland. Right. I want to say she's Scottish. Yeah. And she started in Doctor Who. Just fucking took off. All right. Uh, she's great. Um, that movie, if you don't know, it's Jonathan was talking about reading the book like one of the times he came in. Oh. And I said that there was a movie coming out. That's that movie. Tom Hanks, John Boyega, Emma Watson. And Karen Gillian. Great cast. And Karen Gillian. I mean, I, I, I have to figure out, learn who that is. I'll, yeah. I'll show you a picture of her, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, the last thing I want to say about Ghost in the Show, I saw Ghost in the Show, and it, it's, it's an okay movie. It's not great. It's not doing anything special. But I do want to address the whitewashing thing. Because while they were a case of whitewashing, and maybe this was a, a reactionary decision instead of a preemptive decision, mm. but in the movie itself, the character is Asian. Because mm-hmm. uh, what they do is they take a brain, and they put it in a fake body. Yeah. So, like, you, they reveal later on in the movie that the brain that they got the major from is, Asian. is an Asian woman that yeah. got kidnapped and got her brain taken out of. Yeah. And then the body that they built happened to look white. Yeah. Which doesn't change the accusations of whitewashing. Mm. But as far as handling it in movie, mm. I think that was a perfect way to say, like, listen, we get it. She's white. This yeah. is a canonical reason why. Get off my dick. Okay. And I like that. That's all, right. all I wanted to say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find us on Twitter at underscore FFS Podcast, iTunes Podcast app, uh, Stitcher, and SoundCloud, and Google Play Music under For Film's Sake. Uh, and you can find us on Facebook at the FFS Podcast. At, on, yeah, yeah, at the FFS Podcast. So many fucking handles. Yeah. Uh, and thank you guys for listening. And uh, don't go watch Suicide Squad. Or do. It's or fun, do. guys. Yeah, it is fun. It's a fun movie. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> it is a fun movie. This will be the only time you've ever said, like, said, don't watch it. Even on the um, the movie that you didn't like. 400 Blows. Yeah, you was like, well, still, you might find something. Go watch it. In but, fact, no. Okay. I'm going to change it. I'm going to say you have to watch this movie yeah. to learn what not to do. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Uh, there's This movie can teach you a lot about what not to do in editing and it structure can. wise. Yes. So yeah, watch the movie and 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 Hate learn from it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't cry over it. Later, guys. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna catch you guys later. Yeah. <laughs>